Hello, this is Reverend Erechehim. I'm glad to come to you through this medium. As you listen to the word of God today, I pray that you will be impacted, your life will be transformed, and you experience God. Kingdom blessings. It's our mission Sunday, and I want to preach something along that line and share some burdens with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's not disqualify the acknowledgement. Watch. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's bow and pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that this morning you will speak to our hearts. You will speak to us that we may hear your voice. Use me as an oracle this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Alright, I'm speaking on the subject, who will go? Who will go? Who will go? So it's a question. Who will go? I want you to know that God is mission-minded. Our God is mission-minded. The ultimate purpose of every church activity is to get his creation back to himself. The ultimate purpose for every church activity, prayer, evangelism, um, uh, hospitals, schools, philanthropic activities, purpose is to bring people back to himself. And the church is the vehicle by which God uses to bring man back to himself. And it's very important that we understand the concept because sometimes we can play church and lose what God himself has purposed the church for. Because if we don't, we are not conscious of the assignment of the church, we could come into church, dance, enjoy, have fun, pray, pray for us, we'll fall down and wake up, get our breakthroughs, but we never fulfill what God wants us to fulfill. Turn the Bibles to Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8 to 10. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8 to 10. It says that also I heard a voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. Verse 9. And he said, Go and tell these people, Keep on hearing, and but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of these people dull, and their ears are heavy, and their eyes are shut. Least they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and return and to be healed. Now, Isaiah was called in Isaiah chapter 1, and he was prophesying to Israel and talking to them about their sins and talking to them about how bad they had turned away from God. But in the first few chapters of, the first few verses of, of um, chapter 6, Isaiah had an encounter with God's glory. He had an encounter with God's presence. He saw the Lord lifted up high and his trail filled the temple. And when he saw the holiness of God and saw how pure God was, he saw how sinful he was. But for the first five chapters, he was prophesying and cursing them and telling them how far he has gone. 
they have gone away from God until he himself saw the glory of God and realized that I myself, I am a man of unclean lips. So the Bible says that an angel came to touch his lips with the coal of fire. And supposedly God purged him. Then God asked a question that, whom shall I send? And who will go for us? I believe that heaven is crying that daily that who shall I send? Who will go for us? And in our time and day, if we don't take time, we'll become people who are not ready to be used of God anymore because we can look into ourselves, we own our hope, our own personal needs. But the question I want to ask you is that who shall go for the Lord? Who is ready to be sent? Because it's not God's desire that anybody should die and go to hell. The assignment of the church is to be an, a vehicle of salvation and righteousness. God does not wish anybody should go to hell. That's how come when, when Isaiah saw how unclean he himself was, he changed his mind. Because sometimes you can get to a point where you have, you have prayed for people, you have witnessed to people that you wish they are dead. Because you've done everything. And some of them are very sinful. When you look at them, I say, these people, God should just kill them. But God is not interested in that. God is interested in the salvation of every soul. In fact, God is interested in the one who has killed millions of people. I, I believe that somebody like Adolf Hitler, God was still interested in him. God is still interested in people who are far away. But sometimes the church can come to the point where we judge the world. We judge people because they are walking in sin because you see yourself now as if you are the most holiest person. I tell you, when you stand in the balances of God, mercy. If God puts an angel at the gate today, only few people will enter this building. Hallelujah. And sometimes, our mindset will be that Everybody who is doing wrong should go to hell. But it's not so for God. God wants souls to be saved. God wants to cause us to depopulate hell and populate heaven. Timothy chapter 2, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 to 7. <coughs> Excuse me. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 to 7. I'm talking about intercession. But the latter part of it says that, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ, Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time, for which I was appointed a preacher an apostle, and speaking the truth in Christ and not lying, the teacher of the Gentiles in faith. So, it's good to intercede by the purpose of intercession, the purpose of praying for leadership, the purpose of praying for people in leadership is that God wants us to make sure that everyone shall be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So the neighbor you have who might be looking very sinful, might be involved in all kinds of vices today, 
God is interested in that person's life. Because there's only one mediator. And Paul is saying that that is why I've been appointed a preacher and an apostle. So Paul is saying that the assignment why I have been called is because I've been appointed an apostle and a preacher. God is calling us to build churches. God is calling us to raise churches. For ICGC, one of the major ways were how we reach, to, we reach people is by planting local churches, local assemblies. I just want you to just imagine that if this church was not here, will you have a space here? Will somebody have been saved here? That is why the vision of our general overseer, which he has received from God, is that we should plant churches, 15 minutes walk, and 5 minutes drive. So, you've not seen churches yet. Very soon, you can just walk from your house into the next church. Very soon, you just need to walk 15 minutes, you are in church. And those who complain that churches are coming so much and sin is abounding. When sin abounds, grace abounds more. Get ready to see more churches. And it will surprise you to know that if, even in our own country, there are unrich areas. There are places in the north that they've not heard Jesus before. They've drunk Coca-Cola, which is popular, but they don't know Jesus. And what we have to do is to plant churches there. Because churches are transformational centers where souls will be saved and lives will be transformed. And for hours, we don't necessarily do crusades, but what we do is that we go into a community, plant a church, and begin to evangelize. And people are saved, their lives are transformed, so there are different ways of reaching people. But as ICGC, our major tool is to plant churches. We must understand that by planting churches, we are preaching the gospel, we are touching the nations. And there's a lot to be done because the time is short. One day, the master will come back. And the question he will ask is that, what have we done with what he has given us? Hallelujah. So, we have to be ready to support the gospel. It's good to have a church. It's good to have a church and just be here and enjoy church and be excited about it. But we are ascending church. This year, as a district, we are supposed to plant eight churches. As a region, we are planting 40, probably 47 churches. Last year, we did about 50-something churches. And in this house, somebody give a hand clap unto the Lord. Now, most of you cannot see Brother Lloyd here anymore. Brother Lloyd is now pastoring our church at Sun City. And we spent close to over 100,000 planting that church. It does not mean that we don't have needs here. I have needs here. I have bills to pay here. I have things I have to do in this house. But people's life, and he was telling, he's just telling me, now he got us close to 40 people. But the Ennis, we planted a church for him, he got close to almost 60 plus. Brother, um, uh, Pastor Richmond started, he's almost getting to 100 people. If those churches were not planted, 
will those people be touched? If this house was not planted, will we be touched? Just about a month ago or so, um, um, Brother Atu, Brother Ni, and Mr. Jimine have gone for training to become the next people we are going to plant. Yeah. 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 So very soon. Pastor Emmett is on the, on, the touch, on, the, on the touch line. He's not going to be here forever. So those of you who are close to him, take that anointing before he leaves. So the purpose of the church, some of you, I see the call of God on you. You like this, I'm going to plant you very soon. Um, um, Sadinam, he's just in Bible school. You are training to become a pastor. Tell somebody clap for that. Don't, don't envy them. Yeah. So we are sending church. Checking my records, I think I've done about eight churches since I joined ICGC. <laughs> Pastor Ben is on a trot. In a, on a, he's going to go by September. We are planting Pastor Ben. That is why he's here understanding so that he go and repeat the same thing. So you will see that it is not so. You see that normal church attitude of human beings that let's eat all, let's get all. But we must send. People need to hear the gospel. I, I was amazed when we had a missionary report where there are places in the north, in northern region, I don't know how, which of the savannah and those areas now, where the gospel is not preached. In fact, there are people on the other side who want to be Christians and they come to church only in the night. So we have places called, they call, we have what we call, called the Faith Commerce by Hearing Center, which are very small, small auditoriums, which five people can build. And what they do is that it's a small hall with a small shed, and they preach the total bus messages every day, and people come and sit down and listen. We call it Faith Commerce by Hearing Centers, which we convert to become churches. You have no idea. We are in a crowd, we are seeing a lot of churches around. But inside there, there are people that need to be saved. There are people that need to hear the gospel. There are people that need to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. I like a song I remember Ray both sang years ago about the fact that he went to heaven and saw how people's life was affected by the little things they did. Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. Say we are ascending church. Acts chapter 4 verse 32 the Bible says to 37 said that now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was of his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and great grace was upon them. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked, for all who had possessions of land and houses, sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet. And they distributed to each one as, as anyone had need. Verse 36, And Joseph, who was also named Barnabas, by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having sold land, having land, sold it and brought it, brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. So we are seeing how the early church financed the gospel. 
And I'm not saying go and sell your car. Go and sell your house now. But you can do that too. Amen? I was in Rome and I learned something that was so powerful, that was touching. One of the culture of the Catholics is that when they have property and they are passing on, they bequeath it to the church. So when you go to the Vatican, all the buildings around the Vatican, all the buildings around that place is for the, the Vatican church. May it be that one day, when God has blessed with seven houses, you give one out. God has blessed with 20 cars. You don't drive them and every, every day you change them, but you give one out to a missionary. Give one to a pastor who needs a car. The Bible says that these ones are the early church. They sold and brought it. That's how come Ananias and Sapphira to it and sold and retailed it. And right. But they sold whatever they were, they brought and put it at the apostles' feet. What it means is that the apostles had to go into places to preach. They could not go without money. And can I tell you something? It takes money. Oh, yes. It takes money. It takes money. Some of you, you have to go and visit Sun City. You have to really do the real inauguration and see what has been done there. It takes money. It takes a lot of money. And they put it at the apostles. What it means is that they, it became the wheels back which the apostolic went into nations. Today, you may not be the one God is calling, but your money can be of use. It's not everybody who can go, but your money can go. Your money can plant a church. Your money can affect somebody's life. So that when you appear in heaven, God will show you that, oh, because you gave an offering today, you supported a church in open heavens, somebody's life was touched. There are two kinds of people who are here today. One is the one who lays the egg. But there's one who becomes the sausage. You know, sausage, you have to kill the, 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 the chicken and process it. Those who are called become the sausage. But there are some people who lay the eggs. So that you are still there to lay the eggs. But some people, God doesn't want eggs from you. He wants your, your real body. Ah. <laughs> I told God sometime ago that God, you bless me. I'll sponsor the gospel. He said, No, 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 no. I want you yourself. I said, God, if that's the case, then I don't also want me my alone, but I want to be a financier of the gospel too. So my attitude of giving to God the kingdom was something I told God that I want to support. I understand the power of that. It's good to have a car, it's good to have money, but how much money can you give to the gospel? How much money can you put into the kingdom? How much we are, we have, uh, we have, as a district, planted a church in Mim. Recently, the pastor was coming from church with his family, had a terrible accident. We pay them monthly. He has a family, he's a young guy. Terrible accident, we have to send him money. We are trying to buy land, we are trying to build a facility for the church. So, though you are giving offering here, it's going somewhere. And this morning, my advocation is that I want us to be a sending church. I want us to be a church that will affect the community. 
It's not enough for you to come into the service and enjoy the power of the Holy Spirit, which we are going to enjoy this week, but also lay aside some amount of money that can also affect somebody's life. You may not be the one who will go to Wale Wale or go somewhere to preach, but your money can go. Your money can affect somebody. Your money can buy a chair. Your money can buy a block. Your money can do something. That's why I've come to talk to you today. That who will go? You may not go physically, like I said, but your money can go. And if there's anything I want from you, I want your money to go this, this time. I want your money to influence somebody. I want your money to affect somebody's life. I want your money to save some soul. I want your money to affect somebody. I want your money because I've been telling something. One of my, my major philosophies is that people like Rehan Bonke, I got born again at Rehan Bonke's crusade in whole years ago. If people did not sponsor Rehan Bonke to come to hold that time, will I be saved? That means that if I am saved, I must be ready to also send. And the tendency is that we become satisfied and become very, very greedy, just taking so much, having so much, enjoying all the blessings we have. But today, I want you to make a commitment. Say, I'll make a commitment. I'm not hearing a commitment anymore. The thing is very quiet now. If I said, you have a visa and go to America now, they, they, they shout to me very high. But say, I'll make a commitment. So, my sermon this morning is that which of us is ready to go? Anytime you give your blood and sweat, supporting the kingdom. Because money is your blood and sweat. Oh yes. When you wake up early morning, drive out of the traffic in Adringano, go to work, go and sit in that office, work the whole day. You don't even go for lunch. You close, drive back. Your body's aching you. You have to meet your targets. It's your sweat. But your God is interested in that. And all I want us to do today is that number one, we are going to give a very good second offering. Someone say second offering. Very powerful second offering. Say very powerful second offering. And all the money we put into our missions fund. All the money we put in our missions fund. In fact, what we started has become a novelty for the whole region. For other regions to, to learn from. Something that an idea God gave me. The second thing is that we want you to make a commitment. Last year, some of you have done it. Some of I see it. Some people every month, and I say it, it's not any uh, 20 cities, 100 cities. What we have here is 1,000, 750, 500, 300, 250, 200, 150, 100, 50, 20. And all we want to do is that put a standing order on your account that it can move into the missions fund. Today, you might make a commitment. Somebody so Pastor, I want to do a one time commitment. Drop one time commitment as my offering. But somebody said, Pastor, I don't, I don't want to do a one-time commitment, but I want to do every month. So that it moves from your account nicely. You don't even feel it. I don't want you to make a commitment that is huge. God knows how much you have that can leave your account to support his kingdom. You see, the, I, I taught, is it generally that I taught about different types of giving? This one is kingdom promotion. It's different from your type. It's different, it's different from giving to the poor. It's different from giving to the, the, the orphan. But it's for kingdom promotion. So I want you to make a commitment. I want the ushers to give out the forms. Some of you have already committed yourself already. 
but pick up one. Lift up your hand, they'll give it to you. You're going to fill the form, and when you finish, you detach it and drop the, the bigger one into the basket. Now, this is your commitment, but we are going to take an offering. Hallelujah. So we'll take an offering. Amen. So some of you will say that, Pastor, I want to make this commitment with the bank. So you take this detail, go to your bank. It will be, you can even set it up. Some people can do it on their own. Um, yeah, some of you have done it already, so you don't need to do it again. So keep it. Don't cancel it. Amen. Some of you have done that year already, which since we started last year. This message, this thing we do once a year. But those of you who want to do it this year, some say, Pastor, I can just, I want to do a one-time commitment by, I want to sow a seed just one-time commitment, but I also want to make a commitment every month. Amen? Is somebody get what I'm saying? Am I speaking to you? Yes. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? Yes, so, when you see the form, you notice Accra Northeast Missions, Accra Northeast District Missions Fund, your name, your telephone number, the amount, the bank is Fidelity Bank, Jolo Branch, this is the account number, and you just send it to your bank. So you, you detach this portion, the smaller portion, this way. You keep this one, send it to your bank, and drop this in the basket. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you can do that now and drop it in the offering basket. That This is the commitment I, I want to do whilst we prepare. So I'm waiting for you to do this. It's all part of the sermon I'm preaching. Amen. No, I don't preach too long. So you can make the commitment now. And I pray that God will bless you. I pray that God will honor you. I pray that as you plant churches, I'm praying that one day we're going to plant a church in my village. Amen. There are EP people plenty, but we'll put a charismatic church in there. Amen. And some of you are going to send you to South Sudan. Afghanistan. <laughs> we'll send it to Hawaii. Amen. We'll send it to New York. Praise the Lord. <laughs> we'll send you to um, uh, Bali. Far. Indonesia. Very Islamic. In Africa, there are places that need to be touched. There are places in northern region that they've not heard the gospel before. You call them unreached areas. They are within the 1070 window. Amen? Hallelujah. How many have been blessed this morning? All right. Let's give a hand clap unto the Lord. But let's stand up on our feet. We want to pray for missionaries. We want to pray for church planting. We want to pray for all the churches we are planting. We have a duty to plant churches in our communities. We want to pray that whatever the Lord has called us to do as a church, God will release resources. I pray that God will bless you. That pastor come and say, Pastor, I have a piece of land. Pastor, I have a house I want to give to the pastor. I have a car. I want to have a motorbike. I have a bicycle. I have something that I can support the kingdom with. You want to just lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Open your mouth and pray. Pray 
for all the pastors we are training, all the churches we are planting. We are praying that God's hand will come upon those churches. God's hand will come upon those churches. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We ask for apostolic penetration. We ask for apostolic penetration. We ask that Lord you raise men and women who you send out. We ask that the burden of the church will increase. In the name of the Lord, the burden for missions will increase. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray. 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 That God use me. Use my resources. Use my resources. Use my resources. Use what you have blessed me with. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Mansa prakadosetes. Kele pratosapahas. Ladini kapayatosatas. Pray for every pastor on the field. Pray for people who are going through tough times. Missionaries all over the world. Pray for ICGC churches all over this country and beyond. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We pray for all the churches, Lord. We pray for all these pastors. We pray that, Lord, you preserve them. You protect them. You deliver them from wicked men. Give us the ability and the utterance to preach the gospel. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Shatula kapakotosatas. Kandili koprekesatas. Maroprakosatas.